This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to a bonus episode of Not Your Century, our first one ever. And I'm going to kind of assume that you listened to the main episode, but I'll give a quick recap. If not, Marshall Kilduff. San Francisco Chronicle veteran reporter joins me. Marshall, welcome to uh, what I call the Marcel Marceau Memorial Podcast Studio. Glad to be here, Marcel. Uh, The story today in Not Your Century was a murder in Berkeley, 1980, a couple, and uh, I was researching this story. They were former members of the People's Temple, and um, I had a question about it, and I noticed that uh, the byline in the paper from 1980 was Marshall Kilduff. I know that guy. He works right around the corner in the office from me. And so I went over to ask you a question, and I said, uh, there's a story you wrote in 1980, a murder in Berkeley, a couple, and you said, Alan Jeannie Mills. So I guess you remembered it. I sure do, yeah. Why do you remember it? The couple were higher up in People's Temple. They quit... Uh, a few years before the big episode, we all remember Jonestown. They didn't like the temple. They were sick of what they were doing. They they basically ran a lot of the temple's public uh, PR arm. They did all the recruiting. They prepared all the publicity materials. They they were Jones's outreach team, and they were very successful. But they got sick of the operation, and they quit. And they. They had a bunch of people left, and they were really the center of the refugee rebel group that uh, later uh, sort of publicized the misgivings they had about the temple. It's strong-arm tactics. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's money-grabbing. It's uh, the way they beat people up. All the bad stuff about the temple came to light, and the, and the Millses were center to the, uh, central rather to the effort to get the word out. You famously were... Uh the person who kind of broke the story of Jonestown about, uh, of not about Jonestown, about the People's Temple and about some of the uh, nefarious activities. And it was that story that uh, sort of sparked them to move to uh, Guyana. Were the Millses a big source for you for that Mills story? Mills were a huge source. They, they were a big help in me getting the word out. They, they collected all the ex-members, sat them down, got them in a room, made them accessible for me. They, they were a big bridge between what I wanted to know and getting the folks who had all the information and details. They were uh, informed uh, and together, rational, believable types. And uh, they they were uh, really a providers, the center of... They, they were very knowledgeable about how the church operated. They weren't just folks in the back of the room. They, they, were, they were the operators, the runners, the folks who knew about the money, the organization... Jones's uh, thinking. And, and the whole thing was central for, for what you needed to know about writing a story. Yeah. And when, when you heard that they had been killed, when you got that news, however you got it, what was your reaction? Well, like a lot of people, we were very concerned. This is like a year or two after Jonestown. Fifteen months. Yeah. Well, there was a thought that there's still this cloud of fear and worry. I mean, nobody thought that all the church had... Uh, had gone away, that everyone had died, that there was still going to be folks out there uh, upset, angry, uh, wanting to get even, and that the, the Millses, who were early on critics, might have been uh, killed by folks 
who wanted uh, to, to extract some vengeance or revenge uh, against folks who led to Jones's downfall. There was that concern. But there was also just maybe homegrown. Maybe it was a family dispute. Maybe it was some neighbor. Maybe it was the plain out robbery. Uh, there could have been a simpler explanation. The, uh, the Mills had created a new life running a rest home. Uh, they had some business success. They, they had uh, maybe their own world of uh, problems and, and interests that uh, could have contributed to their death. So there was no certainty, but there was, because of their background, this bigger concern about the Jones uh, fear and retribution possibility. Yeah, that kind of cloud of fear of Jim Jones uh, as almost a boogeyman. He was dead, but he might have some followers kind of carrying out posthumous orders. How long, for two questions about that, how long did it linger? And uh, was there ever any evidence that there were such people? There never really was any evidence. But, you know, when something is apocalyptic, Big Bird, uh, as 900 people dying uh, and a San Francisco Bay Area connection where there were still people around who were members of the church, you had to worry. And you had to think there was some auto control, some leftover sort of spellbound members who were fixated on uh, either continuing the church or or getting even. Or who knows? Uh None of it ever really played out that way. None of it really surfaced. None of it really happened. But then you had Joe, uh, you had the the Mills was dying, and all that came to life again. And and it uh, it was a puzzle. Was this really kind of the last uh, significant sort of shocking uh, Jonestown related story? You know, I have to think so. Uh, there was there's a lot of legal stuff that went on about uh, the church's resources and your retrieving that from overseas. There was a big money things, millions of dollars that had to be uh, uh, obtained from banks. For, there were all these little surprises went off on and on as, a, as the church's uh, affairs wound down. But, th- but this was the, the most violent of, them, of, of the things I can remember from the time. All right. Now when you talk about it, it's uh, 40th anniversary kind of stuff. People remembering, uh, people asking you what you remember like we're doing here. That's right. And th- this was a... a you know, kind of an after the fact. I mean, obviously, the the biggest memory is the discovering the church, discovering its its inner workings, and how hypocritical it was, and how at odds with its public image. And then the biggest of all was was the Guiana deaths. Yeah, Marshall Kildoff, always great to talk to you. Thanks for uh, bringing us back to the 20th century. You're welcome. For more on the Jonestown massacre, you can read the Chronicle's 40th anniversary coverage which included a two-part podcast featuring interviews of key figures by reporter Kevin Fagan. Go to sfchronicle.com slash darkdays. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form, by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. We now return you to your century. <laughs>